Welcome back to this week's edition of the Rangers Report. Of course, as always, I'm joined by former Rangers and England international Andy Sinton as we reflect on the clash with Bristol City, as well as speaking to midfielder Elijah Dixon Bonner ahead of our trip to Norwich City. This is the Rangers Report. So since we're here, it's the international break. We're looking back on the Bristol City game first of all, before we look ahead to the Norwich game. Initially, what was your take at Loftus Road last weekend? I thought it was another positive, um, positive step forward. Um, obviously, we didn't win the game, which is the aim any game that you want and what Marty wants and what we need. But um, I think the performance to the degree, uh, clean sheet, defensively solid. Uh, good organisation, um, just lacked a little bit in the final third, but if I can just say the final third's creating opportunities and scoring them, it's probably the hardest thing in football, that's why, that's why the guys go for big bucks, so, uh, but no, um, I thought it was another positive step. And before we delve deeply into the Bristol City game and react to it, beforehand there was quite a poignant moment, obviously it was Remembrance Day, weekend as well. And also, Marty met the QPR fans and he engaged and walked around and did sort of a lap of appreciation before it even kicked off. Well, I think that's a really nice touch from Marty. I know, uh, I think we mentioned that Rotherham, he, he, he went to greet the fans 20 minutes before the game. Um, Saturday, he walked around the ground and you know, applauded the fans and uh, they gave him that back sort of thing in his first game. I thought the atmosphere was, was great. You could, you could, you could sense... Um, a positiveness going into the game. Um, second point that you mentioned on such a, a poignant day of you know Remembrance Day, where everyone can come together and remember and the sacrifice that so many made for for all of us um, never fails to stir the emotions with with me, but I'm sure with everyone. You know, I'm sure everyone's got a little story to tell um, from a personal point of view. You know, the, the four years ago, the day after I lost my mum very suddenly, so I think it brings back something to, to, to everyone. But uh, no, Remembrance Day, it's, it's, it's lovely. You know, when the, the last post played, I think it's, it's just one of, those, one of those things that really just makes you, well, it humbles you and just makes you appreciate what you've got. And when you hear it ring around Loftus Road and then <clears throat> the silence that falls very after it. The respect yeah. that everyone has in that exact moment yeah, is a very real moment, isn't it? It's beautiful and it, that's the way it should be and it brings football together. You know, you've got two sets of fans supporting their own team, but for those couple of minutes they're united in one and paying their respects, which is, uh, as I say, it's beautiful. And we'll jump ahead to half-time as well. The Forever R's that were <coughs> posthumously inducted into the Forever R's. Reg Allen, Des Farrow and Billy McEwen, again, you met their families and a big part. And it's, it's always important to remember history before a lot yep. of us sort of a part of it. Yeah, well, again, it's, uh, it's some of the Forever R's that we are, as a club, are immensely proud of. You know, we, we do the inductions, but we also do the posthumous ones where I think it's vitally important as we as a club uh, can celebrate and remember the part that certain players, coaches, managers, have played in the part of the club's history over many, many years, and by inducting them posthumously into the uh, into the Forever Rs, just make sure that the contribution that they made to QPR 
is always remembered and never forgotten. So uh, again, really lovely day. Um, great to see the families. They really appreciate it, uh, what the club does. And um, I say, yeah, nice. And Reg Allen's story in particular on that weekend really stood out because of how incredible it was and obviously the war that it was involved that he was part of. Yeah, it's an amazing story. Well, well all three, you know, first of all, they all played at, at the same time. All had their careers impacted by the, by the war. Um, but Reg in particular, you know, he, he joined the forces, captured as a, a prisoner of war for four years or so, um, gets freed, comes back pulls on the, the QPR jersey and within a, a few years a sold for a, a world record fee for a goalkeeper, £11,000 in those days, but uh, now it's a, it's a remarkable story and um, now we were delighted to have all the families back. On the field, what would you take? Ended in goalless in W12, but building blocks once again in place. We spoke after Royal of Rome and how that was a good start, yeah. we need to build on that now. Is this a, a sign of that? Yeah, look, again, I think everyone who's at the game can take the positives because there was. You know, the structure of the team, really good. Uh, the way Marty wants us to play, I think everyone associates with. Keeping a clean sheet because um, we haven't kept enough. Although, Asmir for the first time this season, or one of the first times this season, didn't have a great deal to do. So that's pleasing. What we lacked is just that cutting edge in the final third or you know, to create a chance or to, or to create chances and to, to take chances. But as I say, that's the, that's the hardest bit in football. And listen, Marty will know that. Marty will know that. He's only been in the building 10 days. It gives them something to work on. Um, he spoke about afterwards how it's not just good enough to get a clean sheet. He'd rather we went and won 5-4. I'm <laughs> sure the fans would say that, but I'm sure the defenders have a very different opinion. But. Is that just giving us an insight into what to kind of expect from Marty well, can, in the coming I, weeks? I can see where Marty's going with that and um, his brand of football uh, is attack-minded. Get your foot on the, the, the pedal and go for the opposition. Um, and obviously, you know, you've you, you got a nil-nil or you get 5-4, you get three points for the 5-4 and that's what we need. So it doesn't matter how we win games at the minute, we've got to start winning them. Um, but on the, on the flip side of that, I was quite happy with a clean sheet because that gives you something to, to build on and that gives you a platform to play from and that gives you confidence um, to go and attack games from. But as I say, we all know, we all know, uh, Marty, no one more so than, than, than Marty, that we need to be better in that final third, but hopefully that'll come. And the fans seem to be buying into it straight away. It was the record, the, the biggest crowd of the season at Loftus Road. It was almost ready to burst if we'd have got that goal, especially around the 60 to the yep. 75th minute. We saw Marty sort of geeing up the crowd and if when we were on top, if we'd <coughs> taken that, it was, would have burst, wouldn't it? I thought the crowd, uh, well, a record crowd for this season, brilliant. I know Bristol brought a few, but I thought the Rangers fans again, right behind the team, um, enthused by what they were seeing. And you're right, and similar to Rotherham, you know, when we went one up with Rotherham, we had that 10-minute spell where we were really knocking on the door to get a second goal to kill the game. Saturday was the same, around about that 60-minute mark or, or, or whatever, you know, I thought we were the, in the ascendancy. Just needed something to, something to break for us, someone to carve out a chance across uh, a defence splitting pass or, or, or get something from a set play. Anything that and just get your nose in front and give you something to um, to attack the rest of the game on. But uh, so yeah, that was that was the missing ingredient. They didn't trouble us. I thought it was a a game 
where both sides played a, a very similar game. They were set up very similar. Um, and as I say, chances were few and far between at either end. Uh, so we wanted three, we didn't get them. We get a point and we move on. Obviously, the international break, a lot of the players are away with their respective nations. But what can Marty do at the training ground here at Heston? What, what can he finally get his message across after a couple of weeks of, sort well, of teasing us? That we're <coughs> yeah, I think, it's an important, I think it's an important period. Obviously, albeit some of the boys who will be in and around the team aren't with us. Um, so that disjoints it a little bit. But, you know, it's, it's an ideal opportunity where he can drum home what he wants, fundamentals of how he wants to play, individuals he can work with, units he can work with, and uh, get the guys, get the guys really ready to build on the two, the two points that we've got under his, uh, under his stewardship, if you like. And uh, yeah, lots to look forward to. But as I say, just going to temper that. We need to start winning some games. I think Marty said that at Rodham. I think he said it after the game the other day and that's where we are but uh, plenty to build on that's for sure and someone who's it's a squad game we all know football's a squad game but Elijah Dixon Bonner has played he's made his first league start for QPR at Rotherham and then he came on and tried to make a difference against Bristol City he's how have you found him under Marty well sometimes when a new coach can come in it can give you a, <clears throat> individually it can give you a new lease of life uh, I think Marty said on a few occasions you know we start from scratch What's gone, gone. I think Marty said um, he's not here to judge what's happened before. All he's interested in now is on a daily basis how we move forward. And Elijah, I thought he played really well up at Rotherham. You know, probably surprised a few going into the start. And I thought he was he was excellent on the, on the day, along with Ilias. I thought he was probably our standout player. Um, can probably count himself after that performance a little bit unlucky to 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 not start against Bristol City, but that's what your squad is. Marty will have seen something that he'll, that he'll have wanted. Um, and yeah, so Elijah, the great at Rotherham, came on, did quite well when he came on the other day. He's just got to build on that, keep knocking at the door and uh, keep performing, as all the players have to. So going ahead, obviously Norwich kicks us off after the international break, but into the new year, what role does he have to play in particular, Elijah? A big role, uh, a big role, and that goes right through the squad because we will get the inevitable injury and we will get a suspension. Um, and we've had a few of them recently. Um, there will be a loss of form. So every player in that squad has got to be focused on the job in hand, got to buy into everything that's been done on the training ground, got to wait for their opportunity, got to keep on top of their physical um, fitness so when they are ready, uh, the game doesn't overtake them and they sort of fluff their lines, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, you mentioned Elijah, but he's the same as the other 24, 25 players in the squad. Everyone's going to have a role to play. Everyone's got a big role to play. Everyone's got a part to play. And uh, we're now in a 30-game season. That's the way I look at it now. We know where we are. We're in a little bit of a hole. We can dig ourselves out um, and we just need to keep building. It sets us up perfectly as we caught up with midfielder Elijah Dixon-Bonner ahead of our trip to Norwich City. We're joined here at Heston with midfielder Elijah Dixon-Bonner. Elijah, since your move to Loftus Road, how have you found it? Yeah, it's been, um, it's been like a bit of a roller coaster kind of. Um, obviously, I came in, was really excited to be in and, um, you know, then there was like obviously change of events or whatever. And um, there's been times where I've definitely thought like I should have been involved and I haven't been, but 
like you know that's part of it and you know that's different people that have different preferences um but then obviously i can't hide and say like uh that i haven't loved this like recent times like being involved you know getting the start against rotherham and uh you know playing my part in that and then just being in just feeling overall that i'm more part of the team kind of thing um and yeah, it's like my game is starting to really come to where it's come to like the point where I feel like I'm ready to contribute a lot more often. And um, yeah, just hope, hopefully it continues. You obviously joined from Liverpool and you were you made your debut for Liverpool mm -hmm. and you're in the Champions League squad. How yeah. has that sort of shaped you and helped you to this current day? Um, yeah, like I was pretty privileged to be in that setup. Um, like being around some of the like the best players in the world and stuff like that, and you learn a lot from the, those players. Um, so I've kind of taken all the things I learned there and um, and carried them with me. Like you, you're around people winning trophies and stuff like that, and um, I feel like you you get an appetite. You get an appetite for wanting to win things, definitely. Um, and I would just say that it. Overall, you get a confidence in yourself. You know, if you've done it, if you've been able to be around that level, you know, you can, you'll be able to cope. So I feel like hopefully I can go forward showing people what I can do. If we take it back to last season, you made your debut in March after working hard in the background mm. and eventually sort of got your chance. And yeah. from then you sort of kicked on. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, to, truth be told, I thought I should have got it earlier, but I thought, you know, I, I got involved, I got, and I got in, and then I didn't really feature after that, so it was a bit of a stop-start kind of thing. But um, this season, I've just come back stronger than ever, um, and you know, I've kind of just used it all to my benefit, really. Like not playing or whatever. I just, I don't really, I'm not really a person who blames people or whatever. I'm just a person who gets on with it and thinks. I just think to myself, you know, I just need to get better and just yeah. keep getting better. So. I've just practiced in my own time, done all the things I needed to do and then feel like I'm ready. You signed a, a new deal in the summer and I remember we sat down and mm. we spoke in about kicking on this year and mm. really making it. So making your first league start must have been an example of doing just yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Like um, it was it was like an opportunity that was given to me by the new gaffer. And, um, you know, I'm really thankful for him because, you know, he put trust in me. He didn't have to do that. And um, hopefully I repaid him in that game and um, you know he's been so good with me since he's come in you know we we just speak about many different things off the pitch stuff and always helping me on the pitch um, and like he's just so attentive to everyone and it doesn't matter if your player is playing week in week out or they've not featured as of yet like he across the board he's really good with every single person so I feel like everyone, the team morale is really up right now and I feel like it's going to benefit everyone going forward. So what did he say to you after the Rotherham game? After you'd made, obviously, mm. you played the full 90 minutes and that, did he pull you aside and sort of say, you're not going to play Saturday, but you're going to be coming on? And yeah, like it was, uh, it was, there was like different things going on. Like we, it was like tampering with different positions and stuff like that. Maybe that like, I could have played and then he just eventually come to me up before the game and said, you know, I'm not going to go with you today. Um, and you know, I was just like, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And I, the most important thing is that the team were gonna have a good performance and we was gonna try and get a good result. 
obviously we didn't get the three points we wanted to, but I still came on and you know he just spoke to me this morning and said you know that I come on and made an impact and you know I had really good minutes. So I'm just I just want to play as much as I can, contribute, and uh, yeah, under his guidance, I'm sure that my game will flourish. We talk about that game when you came on. It the atmosphere then, we were sort of on top, building mm. a bit of momentum. What was it like at Loftus Road? To, it was almost like they were trying to suck it in, wasn't yeah. it? The ball was trying to... Yeah, it was like a... You know what, I've got to say, I've not had the opportunity to say it, but like, the fans, like, have been unbelievable. Like, there's, they've been through so much in the last, however long, I don't know, 18 months or whatever you want to call it, and for them to come out and support us no matter what. And then to give us what they gave us on Saturday was incredible. Like, the, for me, as someone that's not played as much, for them to take to me how they've taken to me and really push me along and then push the team along, like, you don't realise what that does for a player or for the team itself. So, the, going back to Saturday, it was like, we had a 12th band, basically. So, and that's what was getting to Bristol in the end. I think if that game has another five minutes, we turn that game in our favour. So full credit to them, full credit to the lads, obviously. But I feel like together as a club, on and off the pitch, players and staff and fans, we're all going together in one direction. So it's going to be really positive going forward. And obviously the international break now, sort of a chance to really get onto the training pitch with the mm. new manager and get more of an understanding of how yeah. and what he wants from everyone, what the demands he has. Yeah, like yeah. we had a um, a really good meeting this morning, we went through the game and then we just, you know, our preparation for the Norwich game starts from now. So it's just loads of things. He's not really had the time. We've like, full credit to everyone, we've put in really good performances with not much preparation. But I feel like in this two week spot that we have now, we can really every day go through things we need to go through and um, really everyone get a really good understanding of what it is he wants and the qualities we can bring to that system. And um, yeah, it's like everyone's taken to it really well. So we're going to be really prepared for that next game. So the next game is Norwich City. Mm -hmm. Once again, QPR fans will be in their mm -hmm. numbers making the trip to mm -hmm. Carrow Road. Yeah. Always exciting, isn't it? After we've had a, a period away to be back straight to it. Oh yeah. I, to be honest, truth be told, I didn't actually want this break. It's kind of like it's been a big inconvenience for me. Like, um, I feel like you want to just carry on that momentum that we've got. So. But to be fair, the, the level of training today was really good. Um, obviously, we've got a few guys out on international and stuff like that, but I'm pretty sure they'll be coming back ready, raring to go. But I feel like there's just a buzz. So I don't think that buzz is going to be lost over this two-week spell. Um, so, you know, we, we played Norwich in the Carabao Cup. It was unfortunate in that game to concede late. Um, they're obviously a good side, but I feel like, you know, in the in the direction we're going, we can really be a tough challenge for them and um, get the three points. And looking past Norwich, it's really into like the nitty gritty yeah. of championship football, yeah. isn't it? The run of after that is Yeah, it's gonna be a um, it's gonna be a busy period over the Christmas break. Like um, what is it? It's like it's how many games in that month is it's a lot of games. A, a lot like, of games. It's a lot of games. So we're gonna. What the championship's all about, isn't it? We've got a, we've got a good squad. Like everyone's gonna be ready. Everyone's gonna play their part. Um, it's just yeah, it's not eating too much over Christmas, taking it easy on the chocolates and stuff like that. But um, nah, it's gonna be an exciting time. That's that's what you want as a footballer. You don't want to be sitting down on the sofa watching the football. You want to be involved. So it's gonna be. I know I'm excited for sure. So I feel we'll be ready. So since obviously the international break, when it ends, 
trip to Norwich City to kick us off. Always a tough place to go, isn't it, Carrow Road? Yeah, tough place. I don't think we've got the best of records there in recent times, but you know, records are there to be uh, broken. Norwich, if you look at them, um, I think they've got a really good squad. Uh, probably underachieving a little bit from the expectation that goes around with them and the squad that they've got. They've had really bad injuries and suspensions. But you know what I've just said about us? Uh, you, you, you have to get on with that. But with what they've got, we know it's going to be a really difficult game. And you know, you always say records are there to be broken, but we haven't won at Carrow Road since 2008. <laughs> Eight visits to East Anglia in between then. Why haven't we done very well at Norwich? What is there a particular reason? Yeah, or? I don't think, I don't think you, you know, you can analyse till you're blue in the face sometimes. You know, it wasn't so long ago we hadn't won at Notts Forest for 30 odd years or 30 odd visits or something. You just get these. Um, but again, I'll come back to Marty was saying everyone starts with a clean slate. Most of these, some of these players when I played at Norwich. Marty certainly hasn't been in charge of QPR at Norwich, so that the, the past nothing to do with them. We start afresh, we go to Norwich, we take them on, we meet them toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Let's hope we can get a, a win or something on the board, but let's hope we can get a win that can really kickstart our season. And obviously Elias Chair will be back yep. from his recent suspension, which meant, which meant he missed out the game on Saturday against Bristol City. What impact can he have as well? Oh, huge. Um, I think it's there for everyone to see. You know, Ilias played over 200 games over many seasons. I think he's um, such a talented player that we need Ilias to be performing right up there where at his best. And I thought Rotherham, I thought he was back to the Ilias chair that we've seen over many, many years. His goal was stunning. Uh, that's the quality he can bring. So Ilias coming back will be a big, big plus. You know, Chrissy Willick gets 90 minutes under his belt the other day. I know he didn't finish the game, but he actually played 90 minutes, so that'll do him uh, the world of good. Um, so, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Positive, positive steps. But as I say, the, the, the players need to perform where they can. And there's been signs up that's coming. And uh, if they do that, we'll start picking up results that we need. And if we take a closer look at the Canaries and their recent form, obviously, Go into this one sitting 16th in the table, having won two, drawn one, and lost seven of their last 10 games. For an outsider, that's not Norwich, is it? That's not what the expectation is when yeah. they go into a season. <clears throat> yeah, there's a big expectation. It's a, it's a big club. They, can, they get good crowds. It wasn't so long ago they were in the Premier League. You know, so all of that. Um, but as I say, they've got some really good players. They've got, got a good squad packed with quality. Um, they've been really unfortunate with injuries, but that's part and parcel of the game, so you have to get on with it. Um, they got mentioned the quality as well. In their last game, they come back down 1-3-2. Yep. Yep. Does that show the quality, the resilience that they have in their yeah. sort of team? Yeah. Any, any team, no matter who you are, where you are, you're going to need that during the course. So they went to Carlisle, they were 2-1 down. I think they've lost the, the four games previous to that. So they're up against it, but they turned that round because Carlisle are, are doing quite well this year. So we know, you know, we're... we're we know we're in for a, a, a tough, tough game. Whatever run they're on, whatever team they can put out. But I flip that. It's about us. Let's get the guys back from international duty. Let's get the guys who are behind. Let's get them a good couple of weeks on the on the training ground. Marty will embed some more stuff that he wants. And as I say, build on our, I, I believe, two positive performances. Yeah, we haven't got the wins that we needed, but two points. Let's build on that when we go to Norwich. And as always, to keep our fans be making the trip to Norwich Road, to Carrow Road, and they'll be back. We'll keep our fans. As always, we know what they 
bring when we travel away, but do you have sort of a message for them for their trip? A similar message to, to what I always say. I think their support has been absolutely incredible. Um, home and away over many, many months. Yeah, they've been disappointed uh, in recent times, but almost again, come back to what Marty said, it's a, it's a clean state. We're all in this together. You know, we know where we are. We're not hiding behind it. We're not hiding from it. We know where we are. We have to start winning games. Fans are going to play a massive part in helping those players to perform and get the results that we want. So, uh, so yeah, message to the fans. Thanks for your incredible support and stay with us. And that obviously starts off a run. We have tough games after that. There's be Norwich and then on the Tuesday night, Stoke at home, then trip to Preston on the Friday night. Championship's relentless, isn't it? <laughs> That's why we love it. Yeah. Um, you know, it is a relentless. And you know what? A good week can really flip your fortunes and because the games come thick and fast. A, a really bad week can put you in a, a, a position where you don't want to be. But let's be optimistic. Norwich away, Stoke at home. You know, there's there's game. Every game's every game's winnable, and that's not dismissing any of the opposition. But you know what? If you're not at it in the championship, you're not somewhere near your best. You will come unstuck. So, best part of a couple of weeks on the training ground. Let's get out of that Norwich. Let's see what we get. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Perfect. Thank you as always. Since I'll see you at Norwich. Awesome. Safe journey there. Yeah. This has been the Rangers report. Come on, you ours.